et petsiit corpus Iesu, et donavit corpus Iosef. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Although it wouldn't be our custom to preach so often on weekdays, I should like to say a word about today's feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea. You know him, of course, from the Gospel accounts of the Passion and Death and Burial of our Lord. And this feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea figures in the proper calendar of the Benedictines of the Most Holy Sacrament of the Altar. It figures first on March 17th, but in Ireland that poses something of a liturgical problem, because we have the Feast of St. Patrick. So St. Joseph of Arimathea had to be moved to another day. And Father Subprior looked at August 30th, which would be the other traditional day for the Feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea. But that day, too, is occupied by the Benedictine Blessed Ildefonsus Schuster, who is very dear to our monastery. And so we had the problem of finding a suitable day for St. Joseph of Arimathea. And today is the day on which he is celebrated in the Eastern churches. And so we settled on uh, today, uh, July 31st, for the Feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea, giving a uh, polite nod to St. Ignatius Loyola. And so uh, the importance of St. Joseph of Arimathea in our life derives from two words in the Gospel. The first being et audacter and boldly introivit ad Pilatum he went into Pilate and here you have it et petsiit corpus Jesu and begged for asked for requested the body of Jesus that phrase, et petsiit corpus Jesu, illumines this whole gospel from within with a Eucharistic radiance. The man who asked for the body of Jesus. And for this reason, today's feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea, was cherished by the Benedictines of the Most Holy Sacrament of the Altar in the 17th century, and we here at Silver Stream continue to cherish this feast for the same reason, because of this luminous passage, this phrase, et petsiit corpus Jesu. The second phrase in the Gospel that 
in some way leaps off the page to lodge itself in our hearts as Benedictine monks of perpetual adoration is this. And when he had verified it by the centurion, he being Pilate, he gave the body to Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea, like the first Joseph, or shall I call him the second Joseph, because we have Joseph of Egypt, the patriarch. We have Joseph, the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the guardian of the body of Jesus. He who nourished the bread of life, gave bread to the bread of life, the second Joseph. Now we have today the third Joseph. The Joseph to whom the body of Jesus was entrusted. And in this, Joseph of Arimathea is a figure of the holy priesthood. For the body of Jesus is entrusted into the hands of every priest. Priests then will find in Joseph of Arimathea not only an image of their own sacerdotal grace, but also a powerful intercessor. The text goes on to say, And Joseph, buying fine linen, and taking him down, Joseph has this intimate physical contact with the body of the immolated lamb. He takes the body of the immolated lamb from the altar of the cross. I can only imagine with what trembling and tenderness and awe Joseph of Arimathea must have handled the body of Jesus feeling its weight the weight of the redemption of the world in his arms and I go back to the other Joseph who carried the body of the little Jesus in his arms and today's Joseph taking him down, wrapped him up in fine linen. Every day when I take the sacred host from the pattern at the offertory of the Mass and gently and reverently and sometimes trembling a little place the naked host on the corporal. I'm reminded of Joseph of Arimathea. For this reason, the corporal is always made of fine linen, fair linen. It's a great pity when one loses the awareness of 
material things in the sacred liturgy, the sacramentality of linen. If you want to deepen your sense of why in the liturgy we use fair linen, I recommend that you read Romano Guardini's book, Sacred Signs, in which he treats of the significance of linen and why the Church requires that the sacred host be placed upon a corporal of linen. Not only is there the allusion to the action of Joseph of Arimathea wrapping the body of Jesus in fine linen, but also there is the significance of linen itself, which is a noble fabric. The church, in making use of the corporal linen then, recalls this moment, and I always find it extremely moving when I place the host, as I said, the naked host, on the corporal and for a moment contemplate the utter vulnerability of God become sacrament, or about to become sacrament, as the Italians say, Gesù sacramentato, what a beautiful expression. The vulnerability, the poverty, the fragility, the silence, the obedience of the host, lying on the corporal. How much of this must Joseph of Arimathea had experienced as he went about his sacred, yes, priestly task of wrapping the body of Jesus taken down from the cross in fine linen. And laid him in a sepulchre which was hewed out of a rock. For this reason, in the liturgy of the church, the corporal rests upon the altar stone. The altar stone. So you have in every mass the stone, the linen, the body, and the hands of the priest. St. Joseph of Arimathea, pray for all priests. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.